Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to the 52nd episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. And the reason I am emphasizing 52nd is that uh, I've completed a goal. I told myself I would put an episode out a week for a year, and we are hitting that goal. Doesn't that feel nice? It feels nice to me. It's that level of satisfaction. Anyways, the guest this week is one of my oldest, bestest friends, uh, Jeremy Bolm from Touche Amore. He is the vocalist of the band. We sat down for almost two hours, but uh, I cut out a decent amount of it just because, obviously, like that's a long fucking time for any conversation. In any event, 52 episodes. Thank you so much for listening to the show. No matter where you came on this train, I really do appreciate it. It gives me an outlet to find out more about people, to hopefully discuss things that are of relevance to your life and everybody else's that listens to this. I just really appreciate it. And then the feedback that you've given me over the past year or two. I know this is all sappy and emotional, but that's the type of person that I am, and I really do appreciate it. So kudos to you, the listener. Thank you for checking this show out. Property of Zach, speaking of great supporters, go visit their site, propertyofzach.com. They're doing these things called decade features, which basically takes a record that came out 10 years ago and do some really interesting editorial on it. So check it out. Plus, they also have all the latest and greatest in tours, album releases, news, streams, et cetera, et cetera. Also, 
you may notice there's a new logo. Wow. <laughs> there's a new logo done by previous guest of the show and great friend Adam Vass. He's the bass player for La Dispute, and he is also an amazing artist. If you just Google Adam Vass, you'll be able to find his website. For a bit, his store will be down because the band is writing their new full length. So he's not doing any orders or anything, but he does great stuff, does posters, zines, so many different things. But thank you very much, Adam. I really appreciate the logo. And uh, yeah, there we go. You know, every year I may have a new logo or this one may stay forever. Who knows? And thanks to Chris Hansen, another previous guest of the show, for making the original one. Go to the website, 100wordspodcast.com. And you'll be able to see all the, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all that type of stuff. And then also pop on iTunes. From there, if you are feeling so kind, drop a little five-star review, four-star review, whatever you feel the show is worth. And then uh, also, you know, if you feel like contributing some sentences about the show, uh, that way others can look at it and be like, oh, this show seems cool. It's got enough good reviews. We would appreciate that. And by we, I mean I. I always like saying the collective we. Another personal plug. I do a music festival every summer called Sound and Fury. You can go to soundandfuryfest.com. We have tickets on sale. And you can buy like three-day passes. You can buy VIP package passes. Uh, there's a bunch of other options. But yeah, I'm very proud of the lineup that we put together this year. And that kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about today because I always have little moments of reflection. It's such a weird feeling to be involved in something like this, like a music festival. Because basically, you know, you spend months, hours, days, weeks, whatever you like to call it, putting together a lineup of bands that are available, touring, worth the money to spend and all this other stuff. Like, you know, you're really putting this together. And then the moment it goes out on the internet, people are like, this is the worst lineup I've ever seen. This festival sucks, whatever. And I understand that's the internet. I've grown up in this culture. I personally have never understood the whole shit talking in regards to whatever a person's putting out there. You know, I, you know, I may not like it. I may not agree with it, whatever. I don't feel the need to, you know, directly mention them in a Twitter post or whatever. And maybe this is just me being overly sensitive, but it sucks. It really fucking sucks to see people just react so negatively to it, whether it's on a message board. And maybe it's, it's a lesson for me trying to pull back and be like, okay, I can't pay attention to that shit. I can't dwell in the negativity or whatever. So anyways, just want to let you know where my head is at and whether or not people even realize that that actually affects another person. I just think we need to get into that. And I say we, it's like a culture and a collective where we need to think about what we say before it just goes immediately dumping online. Because mostly when you see people that do stuff like that, I think it's just a reaction and there's never a filter that is like, okay, maybe I shouldn't post this or maybe I shouldn't email this or whatever, you know, because someone will eventually read that and be bummed at it. And whatever, if that's your thing, if you like to bum people out, so be it. I obviously cannot stop that. That's your thing. Yeah, in any event, that's the festival. Go check it out, soundandfuryfest.com. So Jeremy, I've known him forever, like since he's like 14, and we talk a lot about that. But we discuss insecurity, a lot of random personal tragedy that both he and I have encountered, and we kind of bond over that. And then ultimately, records. We both love vinyl. And we talk about that. Yeah, here is my very long conversation with Jeremy. Hope you enjoy. Yeah. 
obviously since I've known you for so fucking long, I can't pinpoint where I first met you. Right. I think it was, I mean, obviously it was through Jerry, Mm -hmm. like at Blockbuster Video, I was working with him there. I don't even know, like, why did you know him? Like, why were you guys friends to begin with? He was dating my friend Laura. That's right. That's right. That's fucking right. Okay. Got it. And And then it was one of those things where, like growing up in Burbank, Mm -hmm. there's no one punk here, which is probably why I found metal before I found anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's like one punk kid. Sure. And uh, he was actually the friend of mine who ended up getting stabbed in front of me. Okay. Like, and that, like, we have a song on my Hesitation Women's record about that. Right. So, like, I was just like a metal kid, and then Jerry liked a lot of metal and stuff like that, and also, Zach and I were the only straight-edge kids that we knew, because we were both filmies, you know, we were like, hey. The only subculture kid. You're straight-edge. We're straight-edge. And then we met, do you remember Steven? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I met Steven, because he he was dating Sarah, right? Like her twin, right? And then she yeah. started dating a guy who was also straight edge. So I was like, "Oh my god, I have two other straight edge right. friends." You're like, "This, yeah. we're, we're multiplying." Yeah, exactly. And then eventually, and I'm pretty sure I met you either. I mean, I had to have been a show. I'm at, thinking. No, really, it was either at Blockbuster. Oh, did you actually come by? I came to Blockbuster one time with him. Oh, okay. And you may have been working there, and we may have been at Bionic. Okay. But I remember one of the first things I heard you say, which was... Uh, I, already, I already love where this is going. Was, was something like... Because I couldn't tell if you were serious or not. Right. I'm sure you weren't. Sure. But you were like, Botch was playing at like Coos or something. Okay. Or, or, or whatever. And you were like, they're mosh so hard. And I was just like... i <laughs> 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 like i don't know how to take this because yeah. you seem joking about it so i, I wasn't thinking you were like, like I'm gonna fuck dude I'm, yeah, yeah i'm gonna represent yeah, 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 yeah. i'm gonna be the fucking pit but yeah, yeah i yeah. i can i don't remember that but i can i can safely say could it have been coos would botch have played at coos yeah botch definitely played at coos i don't i never I really saw... wish i liked a good music at that I point because I, I at that point i was still like adjusting you know yeah you were the transition phase. yeah i would have loved to have said i've seen yeah, botch at Coos. I definitely. I never saw botch at Coos. Yeah, because so they they played been. there. It was definitely like because yeah, that was like I think when botch and converge would play Coos, that was like ninety six ish or so. Like may or no no even earlier than that maybe it's like ninety five ish maybe. I think it was right. Did as converge like, play Coos? Converge did play Coos. I just have seen flyers for it. Like yeah, I did okay. not see them there. The first time I saw converge was at Showcase Theater when they were on tour with like Today Is the Day. It was I think ninety eight or something like that. It's like one of their like yeah, yeah, second yeah. or third times out here, but. It's funny, last night I was putting some records away, and I was putting something away around in the bees, and I remember having a conversation with Kurt yep. in Europe about Blue Green Heart, that 7 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were talking about Ben, like the history of Ben, and Ben okay. was in that before he was in Converge. Sure, I right. Guess. So I was like, yeah, I have some like weird tour version of that, and he was just like, there's a tour version of that? I'm like, yeah, it has like a black and white cover of the artwork, and he was just like... He's like, I don't... Right? He's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I was like, yeah, and it says like tour. He's like, did we even tour? Like he couldn't remember. <laughs> and I pulled and I pulled it out last night, and it says like on the paper it says special edition covers for the Converge tour. It's a misspelling of even of Converge. It says, <laughs> yeah, of coverage, coverage tour, tour. coverage tour, a two thousand one. And I took a picture of it and sent it to him, and it was just like cool typo, bro. <laughs> he's in Australia, so I don't know yeah, yeah, he'll get that in about a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm glad that you were able to at least trace it back to that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I knew the era in which I met you. And it's just so. I mean, I know I've told you this before, but it's one of those things where it's like. Being able to watch a person grow up musically, transitioning from one phase to another phase to another phase in an organic fashion. Like, you know, obviously I never felt like you were inauthentic with anything that you were doing. Right. Watching you grow up and just be like, you know, obviously like where you're at now. And that's fucking awesome. Like, no matter what, what a person does with their life, like watching them grow up 
if they stay active within music. Yeah. It's just such a gratifying thing. Just be like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to see people be able to express themselves in the way that they've kind of always wanted to. Right. So good job, dude. Thanks. Thanks. Actually, is this... It's a, oh yeah, we're going. We're oh, going. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. You tricked me. That's I, CIA I, shit. I yeah, I also uh, I snuck in last night and put some microphones in your room. Hopefully. Oh sweet. Well, it's Valentine's night, so it'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> those, those will be like the B sides. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's like obviously my first memory of you, and like you know once you started to like come to taking shows and like us existing in our ecosystem a lot more, where I started to see you more, and it was just like the thing that always impressed me was like your enthusiasm. You were like open to everything. And it was definitely one of those things that, I mean, obviously it was due to your age. Cause I mean, I think yeah. I met you. It was like, I think I would have probably been about 16. Okay. 16. I mean, that's such a fun time of people's lives when they start to get exposed to shit. You know, your eyes are wide open. You're just like, there's all this shit. And like, yeah. I need to get into everything. Exactly. You know, like 2001 area. I think 2001 was the most exciting year for anyone who was of age to like grasp onto subculture and like yeah, cool yeah. shit. Cause so many great records came out that year. Yeah. So many like life changing records came out between 2000 and like 2002. Totally. That if you were around for that, like those or those couple of years shape mm-hmm. who people are now. I mean, you have everything from like Glass Shot Thursday, Converge, yep. uh, Saves the Day, yep. Get Up Kids, totally. like all of that stuff that was just exploding at that moment. And you just had no, it was too hard to pick who your favorite band was at that moment. Oh, totally. Like, everything is great. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And nothing had turned cheesy yet. Yeah, because like, it was, it was totally, it was, a, it was on that cusp of a mainstream understanding towards like obviously like anybody can kind of get into this but mm-hmm. it was still obviously like you know quote-unquote ours to where we were able to understand it grasp it access it see bands at small venues like yeah the, everything was still there yeah I'm, I'm sure you're at the show if you weren't at the show you were at the chain show of it right. but thinking back on seeing that carry on hope conspiracy planes mistaken for stars american nightmare converge tour yep. at the troubadour yeah and that was carry on's last show yep. like of that you know until right, right. i just remember like being at that show i mean like this is one of the wildest things i've ever seen and then now like looking back being like if there's any show i could relive now knowing what i know now <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah i would appreciate that so much more like i liked american nightmare but right. i didn't love them like i didn't right. get it fully because background music had only been out for so long right right and i wasn't cool enough to know about that self-titled ep <laughs> right 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 the, the sun isn't getting any brighter ep yeah no no for sure like <laughs> i had you know jane doe had just come out and like i was just devoted to that record yeah carry on i wasn't very familiar with you know right i had a uh, knife in the marathon by planes yep i didn't even have fuck with fire yet like yeah, yeah. a friend of mine had just turned me on to that band i went to the show being like oh, I'm going to see all this cool shit. Like, this is probably going to be awesome. And I remember just, like, walking out being like, damn, if I could go back to that, I'd probably appreciate it even right, more. You'd be like, I, yeah, I would really like to watch that show again. And I think it was only, like, two months later when it was Dillinger Escape Plan, Botch. Yeah, dude. Uh, all Else Failed. Yep. Shat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I saw that show in Vegas. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you no, know, yeah, I told you, I, I forgot about that, too. But, yeah, it's just so funny to, like... And Darkest Hour. Yeah, that's right, Darkest Hour. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny to reflect on those tours and just be like. It's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. like you said, it was it was to the point where like the shows were getting bigger, but they're still at reasonable venues, and you still were able to like obviously completely grasp what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back even further, born and raised here in Burbank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like you. This house, this room. This house, this, this room. This room right here. This uh, is where you were brought home. Yeah. Yeah. I. My brother's bed was there. My bed was there. Okay. Somehow we both fit into this room. Sure. Well, that's what you do when you're a little kid. Yeah. And so your, uh, and your family structure is brother, mother, and father? Yep. As you were coming, as you were being raised, <laughs> what, what were your mom and dad doing at the time? 
my mom uh, was working at a company called uh, A. Biederman, which was just, it was like an office job for like sure. a company that did like gauges for planes oh, and, okay. and stuff like that. It Instrument was, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. My father, who is still doing it now, is post-production. Yeah. Typical like typical. entertainment industry job. Right. Yeah, he's been doing that for many, many years. They they were divorced when I was beyond little, like uh-huh. super little. My mom was his first wife. My dad is on his fourth marriage. Oh, really? Right fourth fourth ma- marriage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think if, I made the joke before, if my dad were alive still, he could have potentially been on his fourth marriage. Right, we just, he was, we just yeah. had this talk right. there as well. He was on his third. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand. So, so, you, so you, do you have like, how old were you when they actually separated? Maybe like two, three? No, like... Infant? Infant. Really? Like infant, yeah. Got um, it. And your brother is younger than you? Or my older? brother's a year and a half older. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So we're actually a year and a half to the day. His birthday is October 6th. Mine is April 6th. It's a year and a half to the day, oh, which wow. is absolutely crazy. Yeah, that is weird. But yeah, he and I are definitely good friends, like now. Right. Like, when we were growing up, we were cool, but we weren't yeah. like, close at all. And I, sure. think, I think when you get into your, like, 20s, you realize, like, hey... We got a lot of stuff in common. It, or that is like, why is there, like, why would there ever be, you know, any sort of weirdness? Brotherly weirdness, yeah. But we're like definitely pretty different people. Like, where he is more of like computer kid. He played drums in bands, like, as we were growing up. Uh-huh. And um, I'd always like fiddle around on his drum set and stuff like that. So that gave me a little bit of like an, an area to like mess around a bit. I'd sure. love to be able to one day play drums in a band, but I don't have the confidence now. Yeah. My yeah. band pushes me and tells me I could, but I don't see yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> So, like, he played in bands growing up and stuff. It's funny, remembering the other day, mm-hmm. one of his bands at the time, their first name was Codeine, without even, like, really? doing the like, research. Yeah. <laughs> without even doing... And it's like, I realize now, it's like, I love Codeine. Did they know that was a thing? And yeah. I asked him the other day, I was like, did you guys realize that was a thing? And one of the kids in his band was, like, a huge fan of Sub Pop. So it's like, how did he not... Right. How did he not pay attention to yeah. that? So, but they ended up changing their name. And they were kind of like a grunge sort of band. Oh, okay. Um, I remember them being great. You know, it's fun to like, I'd love to like watch an old Battle of the Bands VHS and just, sure. I'm sure we'd all cringe and be like, oh, man, oh, yeah, we well, were the worst. Totally. But, like, uh, I, I love how that was always the thing where when you started to play, like, you wish you could go back and tell yourself like, as much as you think it's a good idea to film like your first show, <laughs> it's not. It's not. No. You're no. not going to look back on that fondly. No. You're not like, all all, this, all that it's going to do is make your potential future child laugh if you decide to yeah. show that to him. Like, oh, let's take a walk down memory. Oh my God. Oh my God. That yeah. is a bad memory. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in this house, there's a VHS of the first thing that I ever played, which was a Battle of the Bands in junior high, oh. where I'm, we play blind from corn. That's incredible. And I, I sing. I'm playing guitar and I'm singing. I'm. I look like I'm probably 11 years old, right? Um, Just like you do now, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we were a three-piece band. Okay. And it was me, my friend Dave, Mm -hmm. and this kid Sean. Okay. Sean, actually, he and I have been back in touch. We've been friends. We've been like hanging out more often. Mm -hmm. He went on to join a band called Blacklight Burns with Wes Wes from Borland. Yeah, yeah. From Limp Bizkit. Right. Yeah, Yeah. But he was like. The Marilyn Manson, him and Dave were both like, like we all liked Marilyn Manson, but those right. two were like, I'm devotees. I'm yeah. gonna wear lipstick on stage and do and do the whole thing, and and I was like corn fan, so I got those two dudes like super goth out on stage while we're doing this cover, and I'm wearing Adidas full suit. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about 
about an amazing juxtaposition, oh. like, and that's yeah, that's that's, that's junior high. That's that's what yeah. you need to do. Yeah. Like, if you don't do that, yeah, and if you don't fully entrench yourself in something like that, you know, like you don't have anything fun to talk about. No, I can't even. Be- I can't even imagine how out of tune my guitar was. Like, oh. I don't even think I knew how to tune. So, the three people you were singing and playing guitar at the same time. Yeah, yeah, okay. horribly, horribly, oh, right. as um, as well you should. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, that was the first time ever doing anything on stage. Did you guys have? A, did you guys have a name? I want to say it was. Ooh, you, you ready for this name? I cannot wait. Victim of atrocity. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. That's yeah. so. Victim, and you, victim of atrocity. Like, did you look that name. up? Right. Did you look that? Like, you had to have gone to like a thesaurus or something like that. Oh, I'm, yeah. I didn't know what atrocity meant. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm like 13 years old. I don't know what the hell that means. It just, you know, it sounds hard. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different things that stress us out, right? Like maybe it's something really, really small, like, man, that parking space, it's always taken. And I wish that I would be able to like get it instead of, you know, this person that maybe, you know, is the most courteous and considerate. I know that's something very random, but it's true. We all experience different things throughout the day that trigger us in so many different ways. And there are many times where I have been like, I wish that I had a a spot or a repository for me to, you know, get this stuff off of my chest. Because if you bottle it up, that is no bueno. And then all of a sudden you explode on a coworker or a friend or a family member being like, the parking spot. And people are like, what are you talking about? That is where therapy comes in. And I love working with BetterHelp because I'm a huge advocate for therapy, broadly speaking. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It is so easy because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you are not vibing with the therapist for any reason, you can switch it out at no additional charge. Get things off of your chest with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Ray. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Uh, it totally sounds hard. Yeah. That's and, incredible. And so then that broke up <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> it didn't last that long. Right, um, right. And then, yeah, all of us like disbanded and went and played in different bands in high school and stuff. But, uh, and so your so your brother, like you said, your brother was playing drums and was kind of active within that. And so you, uh, when your parents separated, you obviously like stayed with your mom. And that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we lived here with my mom, but and my dad and my mom sustained like a healthy friendship, which was really sure. cool. Like for like specifically, obviously for the kids, like right. So my dad would like take us on Wednesdays and weekends for like pizza and movies and stuff. Typical like sure easy. Dad, dad activity yeah, yeah, like, yeah hey i'll buy you pizza i'll right. get a pitcher of beer you guys drink pizza it'll be a good wednesday <laughs> right right yeah. right right we'll go we'll go down to shakey's you guys play some mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's fun mm-hmm. like you'll you'll do your thing you'll look at me and be like hey he's a cool dad you yeah know? he's pretty cool yeah exactly yeah that's because i mean yeah my parents separated when they i was like three-ish or so because my dad lived in vegas like there definitely was those like all right i'm going out to vegas for like two weeks or so and but he, I mean, I don't know how you ever felt about your father's subsequent wives. Uh, they all, mine all sucked with the exception yeah. of one. And right. like, he would just do fucked up shit in the sense of like, he would take me on dates, multiple dates in a day. We do like an afternoon one Whoa. and an evening one. And there'd be one time where I would fuck up the woman's name in the evening and I would call her what oh. our afternoon day. And my dad just like, oh, the kids these days. And it was just like, you know, and I was like seven or eight like a lot maybe of pressure to put on a kid to be a wingman that young right and i was like what the fuck but it did i mean did you ever have a like relationship with any of your fathers well i've never been to a wedding of any of these like i the last i think it was the the last one with one before that okay. i found out through my brother's live journal where he posted like well i guess my dad got buried this week oh and so your brother and your brother like yeah, this- no oh weird yeah okay he's, he's just you know strange guy about that so stuff. he just kind of like keeps you guys like at yeah. arm's length I in think, regards I think to he that just sort of assumes that we have no interest which i guess is fair. yeah it's valid sure um you're like but at least like maybe the option maybe, to go yeah or maybe just like a text <laughs> you know like hey, yeah, yeah you know hey this is happening yeah okay uh, like the second wife i was so young that i think we had this uh, conversation the other day where it was just like uh yeah. bought me ice cream and, right you know she's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. fine with her right right, right, uh, right and then the third one i was you know, old enough to realize how terrible she was she was just like mean and yeah, yeah, yeah whatever just sucked and then the newest one i don't really have much of an opinion on her my mom right. don't get along so i'm obviously team my mom right so <laughs> you're you like know. i'm kind of on my mom's side yeah exactly and you say and your mom never got remarried or anything no she just decided to yeah. stay single for the kids which was you know something i feel a bit bad about her i'm just like you know gone out and done your thing but she was always like no kids, interesting kids yeah first. so she was like she obviously just completely <clears throat> and you obviously have a very close relationship with your mother yeah and so she like poured all of herself into you and your brother yeah that's awesome exactly my mom was obviously huge and still is a huge influence on my life and i just like i can't i mean obviously we don't know any different like mm-hmm. in you know if like you flip it where it's like okay if you were raised by your father like how different would you be yeah and, like i ask myself that all the time yeah but i'm like Neither of us are very uh, manly men. Right. 
<laughs> so I, I always wonder, like, would I like would would I be more manly if that yeah, was the yeah, case? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I really, I'm not sure. Well, my dad doesn't cuss. I've never heard my dad use a cuss word, which is so oh, weird. Really? So I've never like my brother and I don't cuss around my dad. Yeah, and you know, like, or my mom she doesn't give a shit. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but like that's like one of those things where it's like and it's something i don't even it doesn't even register yeah that, that that's like a thing but like yeah it's kind of strange to me now it's like right right I'm, yeah which like wait a minute 30 years old and i've never you know said shit in front of my dad and i almost feel like i would get in trouble if i did <laughs> right he would give you like that glance like, like what, do you, what do you think you're doing you just, yeah, what'd yeah. You, what'd you say knock that off yeah um <laughs> and so then you're as you were as you started to you know grow up and you know like what what sort of kid did you find yourself being you know like you were saying like in junior high and like high school like you know would you did you kind of get along with everybody or were you just like oh i well, just gotta get out of here i was extremely obsessed with like the idea of being in a band and 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 wanting to i was just obsessed with music at such a young age that i just kind of did your mom my, expose you to that at all or no just my, kinda... my parents were always just listening to like country music and elvis and stuff like that Got so it. like it wasn't i definitely didn't like what they were listening to i can appreciate it now like a lot of the stuff that my parent liked then i like now like right. patsy klein and, and sure. johnny cash and Merle yeah Hager, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you could understand that that's actually good it's not like the dixie chicks or something right and well <laughs> and, pl- and plus it's like what seven-year-old brain is going to wrap their heads around like Here's really dense Johnny Cash. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Here's what Merle Haggard's history is like. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I remember being, I remember Nirvana being my favorite band before Kurt died and just having his death tear me apart. Really? Like, I was so young, but like grasped how terrible that was. So like, how, you were like, what, eight? Nine? 91. I was born in 83. So uh, let's do some terrible math. Uh, yeah, you were like eight, eight maybe go, eight going on nine. Yeah, okay, I remember, yeah. I'll never forget, I was with a friend's family who were taking us to that Pink's Hot Dog place. Yeah. And they announced it on the on the news on the radio. Right. As we were like pulling up and I was so bummed out I didn't get out of the car. I was just like, I just stayed in the car. Which wow. Just, like, just torn apart by it. Yeah. So music obviously meant a lot to me. So I really connected with people who kind of care about the same things which wasn't a lot when you're that age like i yeah. had i had like a best friend um like everyone i think at that age kind of has like the one kid that's of their course, best friend right but i wasn't like too interested in going out and being like social butterfly with but with like the kids in the neighborhood it was like i had one friend named eric who uh-huh. uh as we're older you know we lost touch as we got older but he ended up uh joining the military now oh, he's okay. a cop in nevada or arizona last i heard he was a close friend my first best friend was this girl michelle who lived right across the street from me Mm -hmm. and she probably didn't help me become manly you know where your best friend is a girl and i yeah that's just such that's totally built into our dna where we're i always find myself getting along better with females like just period like that's just a reality not say like oh you know guys like i don't even give them a second chance but it's like girls who just gravitate towards yeah yeah yeah. i can agree with that she died in a drunk driving accident probably like seven years ago or something and like my mom mom and i went to the funeral and everything and like we like she's someone i totally lost touch with but it Mm -hmm. was like still pretty like whoa this was my first best friend right now right she's like roughly around my yeah yeah, yeah. she's not here which not that i needed any sort of like extra step towards like being straight edge like not you know like when you come to be about 30 years old straight edge really isn't the most important thing it's no. just the thing that we do that's just who you are exactly right. like i don't think about it i don't care about it it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. hey I'm i don't need i don't need to buy merch about it yeah, yeah, yeah exactly i haven't had a shirt that says the word straight edge on it i mean unless there was like a really a, good new straight edge of, band that i cared about of course you know yeah i don't think there's been a straight edge band that i've cared about in a long time sure because all the lyrics that they'll say have all been said before and it's not really that inspiring or thrilling to me anymore it's true that's a whole other rant you know i wouldn't make up some fairy tale about 
about me being like this really unpopular, uncool kid, right. you know, in high school with, you know, and whatever. Like I had, cause yeah, you, you strike me as the type of person where it's just like, because like, you've never struck me as like not being social, you know, it's like you mm-hmm. could, you could put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, obviously you're going to be reserved, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, like you, you could generally like pop into a few different, you know, clicks or whatever and be like, like, Hey, you know, yeah. I'm kind of the music guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that, that, that's what you, that's what you kind of struck me as. Right. Yeah. Like I, there's always people that, you know, you couldn't get along with or, or might call your names and stuff like that. And right. that's, I think that's just a part of growing up. Yep. You know, of course. Um, <laughs> one of the funniest things we always, some of my friends and I will always talk about, I don't know if you've dealt with this in Orange County. Okay. But, um, <laughs> huge cultural difference. Huge yeah, cultural yeah. difference there. Yeah. But a lot of like the gang member kids. Okay. Backed my group of friends. Oh, okay. In the funniest way possible. Okay. Because... <laughs> They would come up to us and be like, "Hey, like you like Marilyn Manson? It's just yeah. crazy." Like, oh, like, got like, it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, man. That was extreme. Like, that was extreme. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be, <laughs> you know, then they, you know, like, "Oh, you like Metallica?" Like, hell yeah! Like, fuck yeah! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, All right, cool. Like, hell yeah! Like, they're on my team. Like, right, we're good because they, they think that we're like into crazy shit. So right, they can, right. They can they, like sacrifice that. goats on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what I mean, unfortunately, I never had a situation where I needed them as backup. But I, <laughs> it was kind of nice to know that, like, yeah, you know, like, they, yo, in in a real pinch, I could make, if one of them was around. Yeah, I'd be able to ask them other services. Yeah, if like one of the jock kids is like trying to push me into a locker, I have a feeling that this dude might come up and stab him. Yeah, exactly. I might have cool. a sh- I might have a shanking partner. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So <laughs> that was always one of the things in high school that I that I can appreciate. Like I wouldn't try to hang out with them. I kept them at a oh, nice distance. Of course, of course. Like you know, I because just, yeah, maybe maybe once they actually got to know you, you'd be like, Yo, this dude isn't hard. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a cool cassette collection. Um, yeah, we just give each other the, the, you know, the, the nod during yeah. gym class, right. you know, we'll I'm not, I'm not trying to run next to him. He's yeah, not trying yeah. to run next to me. No, no, for sure. But, but yeah, you know, respect. Right. Which is good. That, yeah. I mean, like you said, that's really good to have. And that's, that's definitely interesting. Yeah. As you started to obviously figure out what music was and kind of where it sat in your life. I mean, like you said, you always wanted to play in bands. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, what I always find interesting, especially because that was like so early in your life. Mm-hmm. What drew you to that? Was the fact that it was, like, the expression of it? Like, the fact that you could create? Was it the fact that, like, attention is being given? Like, I think it could be a lot of those things. I remember, like, like my first two favorite bands were, like, Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Yeah. And I would go between the two saying which one was my favorite band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I remember watching the oh, video yeah. yep. from Pearl Ten, Jam where yeah. it's the Evenfo video where Eddie Vedder climbs up on the thing and stage dives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that just seemed like the most wild, cool thing to me where I was just like, yeah, Man, like there's so many people just like so moved by this. And like the fact that he can just, I mean, stage diving to me was like, oh, you're, well, that, yeah. you know, and you're just like, what, what is this? What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like that, that video is like pretty responsible for my eyes just opening really big to being like, oh my God. I want I need to do I, that. Yeah. Like that, even if, you know, it could be like watching someone hang glide where you're like, right. like I want to hang glide. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For me, I was like, I want to, I want to be able to jump off things into people. Like that seems and, right. Like, these people are just like eating it up. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The whole thing seemed fascinating. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So yeah. I think. I bought a guitar because I always play guitar in bands. Okay. So, uh, I got and why? Guitar. Yeah, why? I don't know. I I think <laughs> I think I just realized that I had a like, I've always had like a like an awkward voice. So uh-huh. I was just like, I don't, I can't see myself like actually being able to be a singer. And right, I, right. And I right. learned that when doing my corn cover. Yeah. Um, I, I learned that pretty quickly. I learned that pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, I, was, I was no Jonathan Davis. <laughs> I was no Jonathan Davis. Um, <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were you were like my brother already plays drums. Yeah. He's, he's got, got that unlock. He's got drums unlock. I can't. I don't think I. I can't actually carry a tune. Right. So I should. I didn't realize at the time that bass is a lot easier than guitar. 
So I was like, I'll get a guitar. Like, that Kurt Cobain plays guitar. Of course. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my parents got me, a, you know, like a your typical first guitar, the black and white sure. Squire Stratocaster. Right, 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 right. Uh, which I covered in stickers. Yeah, and immediately. Before I, before I even <laughs> knew how to, I was like, I gotta decorate right, this thing. Of course. This is my personality. Yeah. Which was the reflection of what you were only allowed to get away with in junior high, which was uh-huh. the same as the band t-shirts you choose to wear in junior high where it's yep. like you are not allowed to be called a poser in junior high you no. have free range to like everything totally i remember in junior high like one day i'd wear a corn shirt the next day i'd wear a no effect shirt the next day i'd wear a dead kennedy shirt and amazing the next, and the next day it'd be like yeah like pearl jam because like, the, because at that age it, like, everything is great it's just music yeah and it's just it's like they're obviously it's like when it comes into like you know scenes and politics and all that, that's when obviously it gets fractured but yeah when you're just like Whatever. Whatever kid, like, yeah, who cares? Everything's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also fascinated by the fact that, by the way, fuck kids these days for being able to have good style in high school. Right. And oh. When we were young, oh my God. Dude. Unfitting pants and, like, large t-shirts. Yeah, you know? extra, that's what, I, I, hate, <laughs> I hate looking at my old shirts and just being like, I wish that I could, like, I couldn't even tailor this to fit. Oh, no, 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 I no. Could, it's just like, this is a back patch? Yeah. At, at the very at, best. At the best. This is a back patch. Exactly. So, like... It's just so funny to me, like, thinking that I was wearing large t-shirts right. at my smallest size. Right, totally. You know, like, I wear medium now, and I'm like, man, this is big. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is, this, yeah, this looks weird. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like, that, that is a good point, because it's like, you can probably say, like, our parents thought the same thing. Like, you know, that they looked like nerds. Or, you know, that they look back, and they're like, oh, I look terrible. And you're just like, oh, you look, like, completely reflective of, of your the time. Yeah. Of your time. But then, yeah, like, obviously, because of the access to information, it's like, you know, kids can go to junior high and, like, look cool. Like, be able to integrate themselves, because, you know, you always fucking, just the night before the first day of school, so it's just like, oh my god. What do I wear? Yeah. What, what impression am I going to leave? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, like, the brightest blue, terrible, unfitted pants, and, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. It just, um, just the style in high school is just the worst. Yeah. And so now, now it is, it's like, any kid can walk into Urban Outfitters and just Right. Have nice fitting jeans and, uh, you know, a decent enough cool flannel or whatever. Totally. And they look as cool as anyone else. Right. It's just like, man, you yeah. guys have it so easy. <laughs> your parents aren't picking out your clothes at Mervyn's and shit. So. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to the local Goodwill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always, you know, wanted to, wanted to do the band. So I played guitar. Right. And I also, to this day, still say there's two different kinds of kids who played guitar. And if it reflects who they are now as a guitar player. Yes. There are kids who... Maybe took a lesson or two, right? And then found the power chord. Yeah. And then those are the kids who learned how to play guitar, playing Nirvana songs of and course, No right. Effects songs, right? And, and whatever. And those are kids who are still only about that good these days, right? I fall into that category, right? Most people who play who play guitar in punk bands or hardcore bands are in that category, totally. Then there are the kids who learn learn playing guitar. Learning Metallica and Pantera songs, of course, and learning how to solo. Yep. Those are the kids who are now in bands that can shred. Yeah. And those are like. Severely talented. Severely talented kids. Yeah. They, they know everything. Totally. And it's, I wish I paid a little more attention to Pantera when I was younger. Right, right, <laughs> it probably, right. It probably would have made me a lot better of a guitar player and made me care a bit more. But, right, uh, right. But I took about three lessons and on the third lesson he was like, okay, now we're going to start learning how to read music. And then that same week, my friend Dave, who played drums in that first band, was like, oh yeah, this is a power chord. And I was like... I'm out. Well, see ya. And then finding out what a, what bar chord was, just tuning down that top string. Now I don't even have to do a power chord. I just lay my fingers across this. Yeah, Are you you're kidding like, me? Why? It's the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, what is going to get me to sound the coolest, the quickest? Yes. And like, not even the coolest, but just yeah. like what I define as like, this sounds awesome. Absolutely. 
and then realizing that like every metal band that I listened to was just nothing but bar chords like getting to play like Roots Bloody Roots by Sepultura by just open one open one open one right dun, dun. I was just like you're like I sound like one of the heaviest songs of all time <laughs> this is incredible yeah why would I take another lesson exactly so downfall of my musical career I mean I definitely think because the idea of becoming a professional musician like you're saying I think the people that do enter that route because I look at like Troy the drummer of Taken like mm-hmm. he was totally like that and he was shredded at guitar was amazing at drums and like that is where his head was always at like he wasn't introduced to the independent scene until like we started to play together yeah and so I think like it's probably an easier transition point for kids to explain to their parents like I'm going to become a professional musician Mm -hmm. whatever that means yeah yeah, yeah. like by being really good at something yeah and so it's like I think I, I definitely see like those those two distinct camps of like you know you're like obviously you were never like oh like i'm i'm gonna be in a successful band yeah yeah this is what i want to do yeah yeah yeah. whereas like i think people like that are just like okay if i am so fucking good people are going to gravitate towards me to want them to play with them you know right 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 right. yeah i I never thought about it like that like you said those two camps where it's like oh yeah yeah it totally is yeah it happens very early on (laughs) yeah yeah you've got no choice you're either fucking shredding or you're or competent. You're, or you're or you're getting by very, very poorly. <laughs> yeah, by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. Bands that you were obviously like early into. It's like just like, you know, a lot of metal stuff. Like that was kind of what was the lowest hanging fruit for you initially? Well, I don't know why it went so aggressive so early where it was just like because I loved I, I No Effects was the first punk band that I liked. Okay. But um and Dead Kennedy like then I, you know, I was like, Oh, what are they like? Oh, Dead Kennedys, things like that. Right. But I don't know why I didn't keep diving that way. Yeah. Or by all means, I should have liked Bad Religion more than I did, where I was just kind of like, I think that was around the time when the um, the uh, Stranger Than Fiction Stranger record was coming Yeah, 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 sure. And I thought it was okay. It yeah. didn't thrill me, because the vocals were too singy. Yeah, like, yeah, Too many yeah. harmonies, where I was right. just kind of like, no offense, there's harmonies that are great, but like they're raspy. And, right, like, they're a little aggressive. And yeah, their yeah. songs are like pretty offensive. Yep. Whereas Bad Religion was writing real songs. Right. So for me, I was like, this doesn't thrill me. Right. And then I just didn't really give a shit about like a lot of the other Epitaph bands at the time. Like it didn't grasp me the way of no course. did. So it was 1994, 95 when, okay. do you remember the box? The box. The, the station. Did you guys have the station, the box? No. It was a music video jukebox channel. Oh, okay. It was on like, it was like channel like 99 or something like that. Right. Okay. And you could just be a, a flip, you know, like like as if it was like a preview channel. And oh, it, sure, like, sure. All the different songs you could choose from. Then you would see when someone's ordering a video, like the numbers would come in the bottom of the screen. Video would come on. And they had a lot of videos that weren't on MTV. Oh, So okay. in 1994 was when the corn video for Blind came Amazing. on. Amazing. And I was just like, whoa. Oh, right. Like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is this is so, a revelation. Exactly. And then that same channel played Seven Words from Deftones. Yep. Where I was like holy shit, these guys have dreadlocks and it's pissed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is, this is crazy. So I got, you know, Deftones Adrenaline. I got the first Corn record. And then in 1995, I remember seeing the Marilyn Manson video for Get Your Gun. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, oh, that's the scariest video I've ever seen in my life. Like, right. I have, like, and there's a warehouse music right around the block from here. So I would just go in there. I was cool with the guys who worked there. Right. So I was like the young kid who like, they allowed to buy parental advisory cassette tapes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were like, cool. <laughs> yeah, back when that yeah. was like, still a like, thing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always remember going into like a, like a, whatever, a tower and just like, merely looking at the Cannibal Corpse record. <laughs> because I was like, I was like, oh, I don't even know what this means. <laughs> but like, 
you know, entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. I can't buy this. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, the butchered birth cover just like, oh, giving just, you total nightmares. Totally, totally. Uh, yeah, that was like, that was like, uh, seemed, it's like opening Pandora's box. Like, yeah. if I found death metal that early, like, who knows oh, yeah, what yeah, I'd yeah. be who today. Knows? Who fucking knows where I'd be today? Yeah, so it's like, it's good that you were into the quote-unquote more mainstream heavy <laughs> yeah. stuff. Rather than, like, deep diving into, obviously, yeah. like, death metal. Yeah, and I didn't appreciate Slayer until, like, much later. Because yeah. when I heard Slayer then, I was just like, yeah. this kind of doesn't sound that good. Right. Like, it's just kind of recorded kind of poorly, and the vocals aren't, like, heavy. Right. You know, to me, it sounded... Oh, totally, It totally. didn't thrill me when I was young. I was no. like... No, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, Love Metallica, too. Like, sure. that got me around the time of Black... Because that was, like, 90... What year did the Black album come out? 90... Yeah, 92, 93? I was going to say, I think 93-ish, yeah. I, I, could be, I could be totally wrong. Yeah. But, um... All that, you know, like, just heavier music started to appeal to me more. Right. That Marilyn Manson, that first album, that Portrait of an American Family album, was the first and only album to ever terrify me. Oh, like, yeah. It it's a, legitimately scary, for and, sure. And I don't even understand the references then. What? Like, reading back, like, when you're much older, being like, oh, yeah, me. wow. I can but, see why parents might have been a little angry at Yeah, this. and that's the only album that my mom ever got really upset about me for owning. Really? Like, Did she do anything to it? She, uh, she told like, me I can't listen. She told it, me I okay. can't listen. Like, because there was like a paragraph written in that album that's mm. like, it's not lyrics, it's just like a poem, basically. Right. That is just like, yeah, not, not no good. parents would Especially endorse that. I, I was raised uh, going to Christian school, like in my elementary school. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a Lutheran elementary school. I, I went to Lutheran schools up until, I mean, I graduated Lutheran High in Orange County. There you go. And that's, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, not, not the most, no, not no, no, the no. most exciting thing for a mom. No, really. no, not no, at all. No, no. Um, but uh, but then you went to public schools like for high school and everything yeah yeah like for that? junior high on got it I got to go to public school did you ever willingly go to church like did you were you ever like like in junior high were you just like would you go like just because I, out of habit parent parents mom making me go you got know, it church church I don't think is a very easy thing for kids to get excited about you know for lack of a better term I still call myself Christian even though religion in and of itself is like just the worst thing ever like uh-huh. what I I believe that there's there's a point to us being here okay. With that being said, like, I remember distinctly in junior high, like, that, and that was around the time when I was starting to get into, you know, punkish stuff, and I was really, like, I was in a youth group, and, like, I was, like, a fucking acolyte, like, you know, I was the person that put the I did that. Yeah. Part of me was really, really into it, and, like, I wanted to... uh, Participate. Right. Like, I felt, you know, I mean, obviously, as that age, you want to feel a sense of community, and it was Mm. like, oh, this is a cool thing, Um, but I distinctly remember once I started to get into that type of stuff, like, musically... Um, it's like the older people at the church would like, I, I just would start to get weird looks and just like, you know, like what's this kid getting into? Mm-hmm. And it was like the moment I started to feel judgment from that, I was like, fuck you. Like yeah. I stopped going to youth group and stopped like all that shit where I'm just like, if you wanted me to be the future of the church, like, shouldn't you be welcoming? Yeah. Shouldn't you be like a supporting? Right. Or and like... it's like, fuck you. Like yeah. get out of here. It's just like, yeah, it's just, it's always, it just blows my mind that it's like, this is something that obviously continues to go on and like continues to turn people off to everything that could be potentially positive yeah. out of faith and religion and everything. And it's just like, yeah, like absolutely the whole, the whole idea of just like, Oh, Jeremy, you're going to church today. Yeah. Like, you've got no choice in the matter. Exactly. And from when I was a kid, so when I'm, you know, I appease my mom, we'll right. still go on Christmas Eve and Easter. Oh, okay. Like we'll yeah, still, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, do the same thing today that I did then, which was the second you get into church, open up the pamphlet and be like, all right, what am I in store for? Like, right, right. Got, what what torture ser- devices are... When, yeah, when's the sermon coming? Is there communion in this one? You know, like... like. <laughs> but at least I, at least you have that experience to, like, know what's up, because it's always, yeah. it's always weird when you get brought into, like, 
a different church, and you're yeah. just like, what is this? Like, what are they doing here? Should, should we be saving that prayer? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. happening up yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're like, at least I've got, like, a topical knowledge of, like, yeah. okay, this yeah. is where it is. Absolutely. Obviously, after your 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 junior high band and everything. Like, so when was the first time that you actually, like, you know, started playing in a band that would actually, like, play shows? Like, was that... That was... That was when I, okay, so I met Zach, who, yep. um, people who are listening, Zach is the kid who met him on the first day of junior high, mm. and uh, he threw up all over this kid in front of him who ended up becoming his best friend on the first day of school. Way to go. And I sort of looked at those two like, oh, I can find peace with these two guys. Like, mm-hmm. they're clearly, you know, I was coming from a Christian school. I knew nobody. All these other kids were coming from public. Yeah, they had already been going to, yeah, 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 yeah. So I knew nobody at the school. Yeah, which is terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good, I'm the private school kid who, you know, who the first period of my day was was choir, like, which was an elective. Like, I had to take choir. So I was just like, this is already mortifying. Yeah. Like, I have to sing. Like, right. So uh, I made friends with Zach, and Zach ended up, being the singer of, you know, my, all the bands I played with up until I was like 20 something. And, uh, he went on to join fight everyone. Yes, he did. (laughs) Yes, he did. But, uh, yeah, Zach and I found Straight Edge at the same time together from from the Ozfest '96 comp that Earth Crisis. Earth was Crisis, on. Was, dude, I love <laughs> so like, was Neurosis. I know. I like. I love like because I remember that video too. Oh, that like that the DVD, VHS. Yeah. yeah, the VHS. Um, <clears throat> and it's just like it's so funny how that. I mean, that, that was such an introductory point. Like yeah. them playing and then seeing the Jägermeister. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just like you know, like you know that they were fucking tortured over that. To yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. Should we do this? But like the amount of people that we're going to expose to, and it's like. Obviously, it's like, you you know, you yeah. and you and Zach are like totally theory and practice. Exactly. Like yeah. we, I remember watching that VHS and like getting to them and being like, okay, this fan doesn't dress metal. Yeah. They're, this is way more heavy and, and like stronger vocally heavy yeah. than anything else on this DVD besides like Neurosis. Neurosis, yeah. Which um, was in black and white and terrifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, Dude, like just, grainy footage. Right. And then yeah. I remember the bassist got on and fucking did his like, oh, the power. You're just like, oh. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like all of them, like the widest spread headbangs. And I'm just like, okay, there's things on this VHS right. that, I'm, that I'm not grasping. I am not, I do not understand that. Yeah. I watch it, don't understand it. If I was to pick the three things from that VHS <laughs> I didn't understand, it would be how pissed and angry Earth Crisis was. Right. The, the Super 8 footage of Neurosis. Yeah. And just Power Man 5000. Power Man 5000 in general. I was like, if you didn't say Power Man 5000, I was going to say it because that shit was like horrible. What the fuck? How did they get on this tour? Even when you're like that young, like, how did they get on this tour? Yeah, this is whack. I know this is whack. I'm like 13 and I know this is terrible. Yeah, I smell bullshit. Yeah. I don't know what that is yet, but I smell it. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. I mean, I bought the VHS because it had fucking Sepultura. Yeah. It had Fear Factory. Right. It had. It had all the element. It has, that was an introduction to Slayer yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, which yeah. made me kind of appreciate them a little bit more totally. from that VHS. Yeah, you got a better context for it. Right. Exactly. So I think it's on my first pair of boobs maybe in that VHS. Oh, too. yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah, Totally, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah, wow. Thanks, Ozzy. I know. It, th- and that thing, like, because obviously, like, we're in an age where everybody can see every band immediately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, there was that total air of mystery where it's like when you were able to see something like a, you yeah. know, a comp, it was kind of like... That's what the band looks like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're doing? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he and I, I think I bought the Gamora Season End CD. Like, I found a used uh, at the store up the street. There used to be a record store on the top of my street. Oh, wow. And uh, it was called D.B. Cooper's. I found the CD there, and we listened to it, and then, like, kind of read it. Like, we were like, why are their hands X? You know, like, what's that about? And, And then finding out that what that was about, Zach and I 
both never did anything to begin with. We never had any interest. We kind of bonded on that. And we we're like, wait, so now we can have an excuse? That was a like, yeah. we can do that? Like, this could be a thing? Right. So we were all thrilled about it. Um, so Zach and I found Straight Edge at the time. Like, it's funny. Like, I don't even, when people ask me, like, oh, who's your best friend? It's like, I don't think to say Zach because Zach is just like such like a brother to me. Right. Well, because when people become permanent <laughs> fixtures in your life, like you said, it's difficult to comprehend. You know, you and me, it's like, yeah. we're, we're fixtures in our lives. Absolutely. We exist within that. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's strange to put a, yeah. a label on it. Exactly. Right, right. He and I, you know, started playing in a band, and we changed our name a million times, but... Uh, what was when, the first one you settled on? Maybe Denounce. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Denounce was maybe the first one. Okay. And, uh, God, this is gonna end up sound... This, <laughs> this, this podcast is gonna have elements of crypticness in it, but the first kid who played drums killed himself okay. about six months ago or something. Oh my God. Yeah, it was gnarly. Uh, I just got, you know, all of a sudden Facebook exploded with all my, you know, all kids from high school yeah, 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 yeah. being like, rest in peace, what happened? What? And yeah. it was gnarly where he shot himself on his mom's front lawn. Oh my God. Super gnarly. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I wasn't home for the funeral or anything like that, but like Zach went and, and everything. Right, but right. the first members of that band was Zach, Tim, Okay. Myself and this, uh, we had alternating bass players. Of course, yeah. Kid Chris, Dude, Austin, yeah. blah blah blah. But then we changed our name to Stricken. Got it. And Stricken was like my first band that actually ended up having like a fan base. Right, like playing shows. Yeah. People were aware of you guys. Exactly. Yeah, we, yeah. we went from being like this really bad new metalish band right. to being like, hey, we found hardcore to being like like a heavier hardcore band. Like we had influences that ranged from like Coalesce to yep you know, whatever. And we were kind of like musically a nightmare, you know, like, oh, yeah. and, like, a, well, yeah, you didn't understand that like writing a five minute, six minute song isn't the most interesting thing. Like you just keep writing parts and they don't make sense, but like, you totally do. Yeah. You're yeah. Just like, yeah. So that went on for a while. Well into like our 21, 22, we ended up being like the Cobalt Cafe house band. Yeah. It felt like, or I was like Taken was like the, the, the Coos Coos Cafe. House, yeah, house yeah. Band. yeah. We we were the, uh, we were the Cobalt house band. Then Zach left the band uh, this kid named Kevin joined singing, mm-hmm. and um, we changed our band name to Thriller. Yep, and that's when that was my first time touring as like being in the band. My first time touring was with you, right? With, doing merch for Taken, <laughs> which was getting to do merch for like the band that I, you know, like you guys were the first localish band that yeah. that like I attached myself to, right? That that you had a connection off, with, yeah. Exactly. That I go see often, and right, you know, and um, like you guys and curl up and die. Yep, and. And also, like, getting to do a tour with Taken and then Poison the Poison Well. Poison the Well. Poison the Well, when it was, like, the height of them just being the best. I just, I remember getting that, like, because those are the days where it's, like, you know, I mean, like, Taken never had a booking agent. Like, that wasn't, that wasn't something that happened then. Not Unless, tours. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I just, I remember getting that call. God, I can't remember who in the band called me. But it was, like, you know, it's just so funny. You're just, like, for one, you're, like, how did you get my number? Yeah. And two, like. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We'll do we'll do four days with you in the Pacific Northwest. Of course. Why yeah. did you even ask us? Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Was that only four days? Yeah, it was like Boise, Seattle, um, Portland. It, yeah, it wasn't very many dates. It was only like three or four, if that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. But then we like booked other shows around it, I want to say. It's funny. I only remember what there was the Orangevale show. Boardwalk. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. That was a really good show. And you played, you did play Boise. Yes, but I don't remember the venues on any of them besides the Boardwalk show. Like, the yeah, the Boise was a place called like the Big Easy, and it was like a fucking terrible. It was, was like a sports upstairs? bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I remember that band Autopilot Off was Off, on it yep, too. They, yep. I think they did a quicksand cover. I can't remember. Oh. I just it was one of those things where I was just like, why are they doing this? Yeah, no, I, I did, and I remember specifically too. We were like all the guys and taken people that attached themselves to us and were like fans of us and like not only as like musicians but obviously yeah. as friends we always wanted to like do stuff with them yeah. like we always wanted to include them where yeah. it was just like that's where we're like oh yeah like of course like dude let's ask jeremy like he'll, he'll, he'll do merch for this or whatever yeah, yeah. we always had that mindset and i know i mean i know bands still do that yeah, like yeah. hey like hire them for tech or whatever that was obviously it's like you just wanted to surround yourself with people you like liked do you remember that was when Kill Bill came out. The yeah, first yeah, Bill, yeah, And we went and saw it. And do you remember Juan being like, oh, I don't want to see this. Oh, movie. yeah. All of us were like, are you, what the fuck? 
fuck is the matter with you? You're a child. We're going to fucking kill you, idiots. I forgot what he wanted. He wanted to see some dog shit. stupid. Yeah, yeah. I remember sitting next to him during the movie and, like, him being super enthralled in it. And then afterwards being like, it was okay. It was okay. Like, shut Shut the fuck up. You loved it. I could have recorded you (laughs) and, like, throughout the whole movie and played it back and you would have been like, this is incredible. Best thing ever. Yeah. So, uh, that was my first real, like, touring as in any way capacity. And I think I found, like, a calling in it where even Mm. though I wasn't performing, I was like, this is the most fun thing ever. Yeah, this lifestyle. Right. And then, yeah, Thriller started booking tours. And um, that was at a time when you could be, you could not have a record out, but you could have fucking 7,000 plays on MySpace in one day and be yep. able to tour. So yeah. we were, we were just Oh, that's like, right. You guys were like, we were you, just had, mice- you had heat on the MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We, we, I forgot about that element of, of yeah, Thriller. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Had, we had like an e, a CD EP, but every day, like we went, at our highest point, I think we were having like, 15, 20,000 plays a day. Yeah. Which was like super that exciting. Was the cur- that that was-, was the currency that got you into places. Exactly. It was like, hey, it doesn't matter that I don't have a record out. Like, yo, like we can clearly play your town. And that was also at a time, it's so funny to think back where it's like, mm-hmm. if we had a grand on tour, we were like, loaded exactly do, right it's like we're paying our own gas with what we're making <laughs> right. like what? like i'm not having to put money yeah. in the van yeah 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 like i think back on those tours and i'm so happy that i did them because yeah. that was like straight up boot camp for totally. like total tour like sleeping in walmart parking lots every single night yep. like the craziest most fucked up things happen like almost staying in in like a meth lab house right, of like course. like staying in a house that didn't have electricity and yeah, then like yeah. when the when the sun came in the morning you're just like sleeping on bomb water stains <laughs> like right. everything terrible happened on that tour which i think was the exact reasoning for how i molded what i wanted ta to be like yeah. like everything that i had done leading up until touche was like the best learning experiences ever so it's like when i had left thriller they stayed a band for like another year or something like that. Yeah. Um, when I started TA, it was like I grabbed friends who I thought would make a good team. Right. And started playing, and it was just like I had a grant, like a set of rules set up where it was just like, whereas like Thriller and Strick and all that were like, you know, yeah. house bands, which is like we only play locally when we're playing with a band that's on tour. Don't overplay our well, our hometown at all. That's one of the biggest, like when kids randomly ask me, like, oh, what, yeah, what piece what, of advice? What right. kind of advice? It's like, don't play your hometown a lot. Play it only when necessary. Play it only when you're playing with bands that you feel you can connect with sonically. Right. Where, where people will watch you and go, hey, that was cool. Like, yeah. oh, and you're from here? Oh, oh cool. great. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think we toured maybe towards the end of the first year of our band, but we only played like 19 shows in like a year, yeah. which really isn't no, a lot. No, no, you no. Know? Like, and, and four or five of those shows were in one week when we did a week with La Quiete and Phoenix Bodies. Right. Where it was just like, you know, I hit them up when I saw their tours being booked. I was like, I'll book these shows. Right, like, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, I'll I, help you. I booked a few dates on that. And um, if you look at our, because we have like a whole compiled show. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I look at some of those shows and I'm just like, man, how weird. Like there was like a show that was like us, Internal Affairs, Trash Talk, Trapped Under Ice. Yeah. And we played first right, uh, on course. that bill, which is awesome. And right. it's just like funny that like us and Trapped Under Ice, like right next to each other in such an early time in both of our band's careers, like, yeah, yeah. like in, at the Santa Clarita Vets Hall, right, you right. know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's always, it's always super funny to reflect on that. I definitely have a picture at my parents' house when like Taken headline showcase, such an indicator yeah. of how they're Taken, Avenged Sevenfold, fucking Atreyu, 
I mean, every yeah. band that quote unquote ever like made, made it, it out of Orange County, yeah, yeah. like, and then All we're like, open. we're yeah. headlining, dude, we got this. And yeah. it was, of course, sold out, incredible show. Yeah. But yeah, just to like have that. Dude, Avenged Sevenfold opened open. for, no, opened yeah. for Stricken at the Coconut Teaser. Oh, Remember shit, that yeah, place? of course, of course. We weren't even allowed in that place because it was like 21 and up <laughs> right, or whatever. Right, right, right. I don't know how we got on the bill. That's amazing. But we. It was, like, us and, like, a L.A. local new metal band that was, like, headlining. We got to play. And then, for whatever reason, eventually Avenged Sevenfold played hopped right on. before us. And I remember that was around the time I was, like, finding hardcore. Yeah. And seeing those dudes walk in in all black and, like, had plugs. And I was like, oh, right. this might be cool. Yeah, you're like, what? And then it wasn't. Right. But, <laughs> but then you're like, yeah, but, at least, yeah. But, yeah, and then it, years later being like, oh, man, that band opened for my high school band. Yeah. Fucking, like, you know. Yeah, it's so crazy. 1999. Um, and it, on that perspective point, like, honestly, something something really struck me about a conversation we had last year when we did that television show like the complete oh, control yeah, radio yeah, thing and then yeah. we had uh, dinner afterwards touche more is clearly a large band like that exists like you know like you do well and so you don't have to say it i'll say it <laughs> <laughs> but because you've existed within this scene for so long people treat you differently now and i, I find that so um it's difficult for people like you and i to comprehend that because like yeah. we are who we are We've always been that we're the same people on stage as we are not on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, like talk to me more about that because I just think that there is something that your average, like yeah. independent music listener, it's tough to put yourself in that mind frame because every band starts somewhere yeah. and every band starts where no one gives a shit about them. And then it's like, once the transition point has come where people give a shit about you and you're like, how is that going to sit in your own head? Mm -hmm. And how is it? I mean, people are just going to go up, come up to you and just be like, I just want to talk to you because you're Jeremy. Right, right, You're right. Jeremy from Touche Amore as opposed to, like, Jeremy Bull. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm sure it's something it's, you're still struggling with. Uh, all the time. Like, I... <laughs> last week or whatever it was. Was last week the wedding? Yeah. Yes, it was. It was the most hectic week of my life. Like, we got home from Japan on Monday, and then the next night I went and saw a lot of dispute. But two nights later, saw Balance. Balance, and then yep. Wedding rehearsal, wedding, and then, yeah. yeah. And then that was, like, Valentine's Day yesterday. It was just, like... One after another, just nonstop. Went to a lot of speech show to some of our best friends, you know? Of course. And we've toured with the Menzingers, also close with those dudes. And that any time you put a show like that in, in Hollywood or like in LA, like everyone's coming out. Quote unquote industry friends, which is also corny to even say, but just yeah, friends yeah. who are involved in music or whatever. Right, right. You're at the show to see your friends and catch up with people. And it almost is like, an, it's like, embar it's, it's embarrassing, mm -hmm. but... You can't be embarrassed by it because you're so appreciative of the fact that anyone cares at all. Of course. But it's like you're trying to have a conversation with someone that you have a close personal connection with. Like, you've spent, you know, yeah. many, many nights together. Right. And someone's tapping you on the shoulder every, you know, two minutes of the conversation saying, hey, can I get a picture with you? And you're just like, you're embarrassed because that's happening in front of your friend. That of you're course. like trying to just have a, you know, how's your family conversation. Totally. It's so hard to like maintain being, you know, the guy you these kids want you to be, where you're you're friendly and you're nice and you're willing to do anything for them, which is how I feel. But like, it's just it's the hardest thing to under get a real feeling on that's that's yeah. not making you look like a total dickhead. It's like I just want to I, I just, just want to hang out and right and and at the same time, it's like feel kind of like a fraud too, where it's like. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve this kind of attention. Like I'm just right. a dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I am just like anyone else in this room right now, but right. like taking a picture with me is, is going to make your night. Like, of course I'll appease that, but it's because it's funny because it's like, obviously like the level of adulation that gets put on people that, you know, playing bands, you know, it's, it's just a funny thing to 
grasp in your own head, but then it's like you, you obviously you look at yourself in the more larger context, and you're just like we're not like we're nothing, like yeah. you know, look, like fucking Tom Cruise. Like how, yeah. how do how do people like that exist within their body? If we have had problems throughout our lives, like coping with that, yeah. How does that even function on yeah. in, like you know a level like ten times as large? People people have to realize that it's like obviously like what we're doing like it is to a certain extent entertainment yeah. in a sense of like yeah. obviously they're paying money to see a show and like you know you need to put on some performance or whatever. To me, it always comes down to the intent, where it's like the intent of why you are creating what you're creating. You have you have to look at that first, looking at the large level of like you know movie stars and stuff. Yeah, like clearly there are some people who are like. They are actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, they would do it if fucking no one was paying attention. Yeah. And then the same thing could be said about bands. Yeah. Touche Mori would still exist, maybe to a lesser degree, if you were playing in front of 10 people. And like, I just don't think that like, people have to realize and put, like I said, put in context, like the intent and where it's kind of coming from. And if you can draw like a lineage where it's mm. like, if you, Jeremy and Touche Mori, which would be like literally dropped out of the sky in, you know, 2004, whatever, when you yeah. played your first show. And there's no, like, there's no context. There's no the fact that you can be like, oh, Jeremy played in all these other bands. Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah. didn't pop out of nowhere. Exactly. Part of that conversation is like, people that have known, been going to shows with since the early 2000s. Yeah. That'll see me now at a show. will come up and go, I'm surprised you're here. Why? Why are you surprised that I'm here? Like, and that's what irks me the most. Like, that's what genuinely, like, upsets me. When people are like, yeah. whoa, man, I'm surprised you're at the show. It's like, I'm seeing bands that I like and I'm, or I'm close with. Why would I not be at the show? Right. And it's just like, well, it just seems weird. Why are you treating me any differently than I've ever been? You know, like, I fucking... We're talking in, the, in my bedroom at my mom's house right now. Right. Like, I'm clearly not the coolest <laughs> fucking kid in the world. Like, right. I am just like any other kid who fucking still lives with their parents right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the idea of people treating you differently, like you said, even from the context of, like, people that have known you for a long time, there has to be a certain distinction of separation between, like, you know... Because obviously there are certain things that you have to do as a band, as, like, a business. Because mm-hmm. there's a level of responsibility now right, that right, exists. Right. And it's just like, Touche can't play this show... For a hundred dollars for you for whatever read like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and so and some people just don't have that in their head you just have to yeah you have to yeah. pay attention like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so difficult to understand that. yeah one of the one, something like people don't understand is that like we'll still play to like no one no right. one right. like that's fine because we enjoy playing shows like, that's, yeah that's what we do you right. know which, which is the most suicidal thing in the world of like reading any sort of like message board thing you know be like. <laughs> I remember when TA would play this place. Oh, just like, yeah. it's like, yeah, we still would right. if we could accompany right. an audience that would come. If there's like, a reason for us to do that. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I kind of would feel irresponsible playing, like, a house show in LA because there's going to be a lot of kids who will show up and not be let in, and then I'll feel really bad about that. Right. You know, kind of a thing. Or, like, or a kids that have never been to a house show. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd show up and be disrespectful. Like, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of lot of things that come into, into play, and it's just like, I'm, you know, we're all still the same people we ever were. Yeah. You know, and... It, and still still growing and still learning and still understanding our place within the confines of the world that we live in like it's just i freaked out when i met like bill murray at the troubadour you know what i'm saying like that's oh yeah that's real that's bill fucking murray you know there's a difference between he's been doing this for many years like he's ubiquitous (laughs) everybody knows who he is yeah whereas like you could take a person like yourself pull 10 people one maybe two people would be aware of your band name or like be able to like place you or whatever and it's like all 10 of those people are gonna know who bill Bill murray is is. exactly from what i've noticed and obviously watching touche grow you know your fan base is young like your fan base is like i I would say that it probably is like 10 years younger than in some cases obviously it's not across the board no no, yeah like range i would say like 16 to 20 
Right. Some, yeah, early on. 20s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole idea of growing older, but still playing to the same kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, has I'm sure that's a thought is obviously, it's like, absolutely weird for you to experience. Our high school 10-year reunion was just, you know, not too long ago. Yeah. And, and Zach went. Mm-hmm. I was on tour at the time. And I was contemplating before that tour was booked, like, am I going to go to this? Mm-hmm. And just what kind of conversations I would have. I'm glad that I didn't go because I heard a lot of great stories, uh, you know, like every, every jock asshole is basically, oh, yeah, yeah. It's basically just like a bouncer at a titty bar these right. days, <laughs> which is just awesome. It's just great. Yeah. yeah. It's like everyone lived up to who they should have been. Right. Exactly. Know? And then also like the girls who were the sketchiest are all like living in Riverside with a kid, like shit like that. Where you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, Zach was like, well, dude, come on, man. Like you're living the life you want to be like right. you're traveling the world and playing in a band a lot of people would probably be excited you know like jealous of that or or whatever right and i'm just like yeah but at the end of the day it's like yeah yeah yeah. i have terrible credit i live with my mom right because i'm not home along like enough to like have more like have a real job terrible hygiene most of the year you're like there's there's a but but i can make a 16 year old go nuts you know like yeah, but if we play this we, song, yeah, there's there's some young kids who know the words of this song. Yeah, no, so <laughs> animal situations usually find the negative. You know, like that's yeah, just yeah. kind of the person I am, where I'm just like, yeah, but I'm I'm living this really right. This is weird. Yeah, yeah. I have to. You have to balance that out. Like you can't think that like this. Yeah. is I'm the fucking coolest person. Like I'm living a mansion. Like this all these, is yeah. and this exact conversation is why I feel bands like that we're all peers with, growing with. Uh, yeah are so important, I think, right now. I'm not saying our band is... We can break up today. And, uh, it's whatever. Bands like Title Fight, Lot of Speed, Tiger Shaw, yep. Pianos, the list goes on. Of course. All these bands that are that have all came up at the same time and yep. are all just continuing to grow. And it's it's one of the most exciting things. It's, I, it reminds, it's super exciting. It reminds me so much of that 2001 era. Yep. Only, you know, it's more exposed. It's mm-hmm. easier to get into. You don't have to find it. Right. it it's pretty available. Like, yeah. if you own a Tumblr... You kind of trip on it. You can, yeah, exactly. It reminds me of that time, and which is why it's super exciting. But our bands are way more level-headed, and Mm -hmm. are the kind of bands that you can come to our show and you can have a conversation with any of us in in this entire world. Like, we're all not hiding in the backstage room, you know, unless it's like someone's changing guitar strings or having a beer because you can't drink out out in front, you know, whatever, like something like that. Everybody's accessible, whereas bands that are obviously have like hundreds and thousands more fans than us because of you know yeah. things like online twitter and whatever right bands like a falling in reverse or yeah, yeah. or any of those like those dudes have bodyguards right multiple multiple like like <laughs> yeah. to protect you from like a 14 year old like yeah, yeah, what yeah. do you need a bodyguard for and like not being really there to their fans or or you know like just treating them like they're just kids in the crowd and right. like well they're they're a unit there's there are a measure of success like as long as they're showing up and buying a shirt and doing this then they will act like they have a relationship it's it's really disappointing you know and mm-hmm. and there definitely is more of a responsibility for bands all those bands that you were just listing yeah you can obviously offer an alternative. I, I never, I, I really don't ever understand the idea of like not making yourself available. Like yeah. where it's just like, yeah, you can fucking have talk a conversation. To me. Any of us. Yeah. That, that's same idea is I had a really close relationship with Thursday because that's the kind of band they were. Yeah. Like first time I saw them, I met all of them yeah, and, yeah. and started a relationship that continued to this day. That's important. Like there's kids that I've met all across this country yep. that I recognize every time we, we come to that city or like, you know, they'll message me on Facebook. Like, Hey, I'm coming out and like, I'll put them on the guest list kind of a thing the same way that they did for me, right. which is 
engrave that in me where it's like right. that's so important you know you're like, per, you're you're that much more and not not even from like a cold business sense but just the fact that you yourself are going to be so much more invested in a band if they take two seconds out of their day to invest their time in, into you because yeah. it's like then you know you want them to be more successful because like you they're know friends they're, yeah and you, you know you're like good people totally totally like, to this day i still love doing our own merch or yeah. like being at the merch table yeah, yeah, just yeah. So i can just shake a kid's hand and like thank him for buying a t-shirt i mean it's twelve dollars but it's twelve dollars that are like that yeah. is the reason we're still a band you know kids still think that like record sales right yeah yeah what keeps bands alive it's like no 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 no. if you buy a shirt at our show like that's what's keeping us alive of course you know and like so i'm forever thankful to like any kid who wants to come out and do that the level of responsibility is definitely on all those bands to obviously make that effort to just above all humanize where it's just like yeah like we're people we're not just like a character of emotion that's on stage like obviously it is an emotional experience but like we are real humans we go through the same things i think the thing that's the coolest thing about if you found punk and hardcore and whatever, that is the only genre I feel you can do this in is it's the only genre that you can end up, you can play shows with these bands. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. Totally. Like, like you and I both have probably played with at least most of our favorite bands in one capacity or another, just being able to like, all you have to do is just like get a band that actually can put a song together Yep. and you know, gets, get a little local attention and then just befriend the, fucking promoter right and end up getting on and the then show. you're opening the show and exactly or you can contact the band or their you know agent and be like hey yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's really not that hard no you know? i think that's also special because I, I don't think it's easy for a band who like a local band to like hop on a show with fucking of mice yeah. and men or something like that you know? <laughs> right, like, right right i just don't think that's a real thing no no yeah it's definitely it's it's so far removed from that because like the idea of quote-unquote hopping on a show like that that word doesn't mean anything no no <laughs> uh and sort of like wrapping things up like the i mean it kind of, it kind of hits on a lot of the same points that we were just discussing yeah. but people people are always going to pay attention to the singer 10 times more like mm-hmm. you're always going to be the center of attention no matter how much a person is comfortable with that idea that's something that you grow to uh i wouldn't say hate but you grow to be like man just like fucking just chill out for a minute there's something else that you can focus on like you know where where do you sit with that you just try to like take it in stride and if i thought too much about it i would probably have a panic attack and not yeah. really want to go anywhere <laughs> at all you yeah know? there's a song on our last record called uppers downers which is like a lot about that obviously like being the person who's writing the lyrics too it's like you know that's what kids are attaching themselves to and things right. like that which also another thing i'm forever thankful for like i'm glad that i've been able to help anybody out but like you get kids saying some really gnarly stuff to you a yeah. lot you know like if you, there's been plenty of times I've had kids be like, oh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Right. Like heavy, heavy shit. Yeah. Heavy shit. Like uh, we played in Houston on that Circus Survive tour. Yep. And a few weeks before I got a message from this guy basically mm-hmm. saying, I'm coming to the show. I had bought two tickets, but my nephew who I was going to the show with, he was like, you guys were his favorite band, mm-hmm. killed himself. And so I'm going to bring his mother to the show. Oh, jeez. And she just wants to meet you. That, yeah, that's hard. And that's really yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah. Like, re- unbelievably heavy, you right. know? But, like, who am I to be like, nah. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, I'm of not, course. Like, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to ignore this This is, this will or... be awkward. This will be yeah. weird. Yeah. Of course it will be. Of course, yeah. But, like, I have a, res- I feel this like, is an I experience. feel a bit responsible, like, whatever, so. And I don't even know what this, I am not the advice giver. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Like, if I'm writing these songs, right. 
clearly I don't have an answer. You right. know, like I I'm just putting it out there. I'm just this yeah. I'm just expressing how I feel. And if you can attach yourself to that, that's great. But like I don't have an answer. you know, like I don't know how to help you with your problem because I'm still yeah. dealing with my own. So when kids come to me come to me like asking for some sort of personal advice, like I I just don't I bottle up, I just don't know what to say except like thanks for listening. You know, right, I don't, right. like there was a time when I was having like severe like anxiety about this whole thing, like oh, about can... all of this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so I went to like different friends who've been in bands for a while that mm. may have had the same similar experience. Like I talked to Jeff Rickley, I talked to even like Chris Number Two from Anti Flag. Yeah, we were on tour with White Wives at the time, and he gave me some of the best advice that I had from anybody, which was don't discount anything kids are saying. Obviously, right off the bat, like right. they could be genuinely very serious, but there's gonna be those situations where a kid just really wants to make an impression on you so they're gonna just take it to a 10 and they're gonna say something really gnarly and they may not mean it they're just saying they're gonna manufacture that connection just sure so that so that you'll remember them kind of a thing so like he was you know he was like he's like so a kid might come up to you and be like hey i thought about killing myself last week but then i you know so so you you yourself go oh shit like right 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 oh just remember that that might be a thing right 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 so that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Jeff told me, he was like, if you can't really give any advice or, or whatever, like if there's, if you want to steer the conversation kind of just be like, you know, well, there's a lot of records that helped me in the same way. And then you guys can get on a conversation about that, you know, like yeah, things yeah, to yeah. like, you know, and it, and it, that genuinely helped. Cause I was like, I had a Tumblr for a while where right. like, I just enjoyed posting things and, and whatever, like band related things. It may not sure. get posted anywhere, but by the time I got rid of it, there was like multiple thousand messages that I had that I hadn't answered every day of kids just like yeah. saying really gnarly stuff. And it, it just freaked me out. So I just had to like just yeah. get rid of it. I Walk was just like, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. For sure. So it's hard dealing with like that responsibility that I feel like I have. But it's it's like this weird like bipolar feel that I have Mm -hmm. where it's like I'm thankful that I've been given this opportunity and then like I still love writing songs with my friends and having this having this way to outpour all this all these feelings that I have but the reaction that I get from it is not necessarily what I was prepared for yeah 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 that is merely a byproduct of something that no one could ever calculate for like when they're organizing something like starting a band like right when it's like oh my gosh like is this meaningful i mean still dealing with it but yeah, uh, but yeah, i yeah. but you know i you're 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 yeah. you're better armed now than you were than because, i was yeah yeah exactly and that's i mean that's just like evolution as a human being where it's just like yeah i'm just learning how to navigate this weird world that yeah you're in currently and I, one of my biggest fears in the world is like letting anyone down you know yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I you know i never want to leave a bad impression with anybody like i i always want to help anybody the most I can or the best I can or like be nice to anybody that I can or right you know any of those situations because you always want to be known as like oh yeah the dude's he's a fucking yeah he's a good dude yeah 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 getting by best I can (laughs) best I can and that that's all that anybody can do like any anytime you feel yeah overwhelmed by those things it's like that's you just have to remember yourself me looking up to somebody at one point in my life like they were in the same position that I was in and they were able to get through it yeah. Like in some fashion, so it's just right. like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to figure this out. Totally. <laughs> totally. Well, thank you very much, Jenny. This thank was you. quite enjoyable for me. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. That was our conversation. I honestly could have. Uh, that, that's disgusting, right? I just burped into the microphone. You know what? I'm gonna keep that. Why not? I'm a real human. I burp. Jeremy, 
great dude. It's so great just to see a person be able to accomplish what they've kind of always wanted to do and then become successful at it in some fashion. So big ups to him. I'm very excited for what the future holds with his band and life in general. 100wordspodcast.com, propertyexact.com. Editor for this episode is Tom Richfield. I can't wait to meet him this summer. Awesome. Until next week, be safe, everybody. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.